0: a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on Leading & Learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading & Learning. This is episode number 410, Keys to Being a Terrible Leader. So during my long career in law enforcement, I was privileged to work for some excellent leaders, some great supervisors, and some, well, let's just say they weren't so good. Uh, probably you can tell the same stories about your own work career. You've worked for some good bosses. You've worked for some bad bosses. And even in my uh, my my other Career, so to speak, in the ministry, serving in the local church. I've worked for some great leaders, and I've worked some, for some folks who, who, who probably uh, could learn a bit more about leadership. We'll just say that tactfully. I'm very thankful now that uh, the the church that I've been in for a number of years really focuses on leadership. We we focusing on developing leaders, and you know, one of the things we try to do is 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 raise up our own leaders. Uh, we don't hire a pastor from the outside. We we raise up pastors and leaders, and, and we equip them. And And one of the things we try and do is give people leadership skills that will actually even carry over into the, the marketplace. I've got a good friend who has risen in his own company to be a, a a director in a telecommunications company, and he says, you know, everything I learned about leadership, I learned at church, which is a great testimony, but today we're going to talk about how to be a terrible leader. We're going to talk about being a bad leader. How do you do that? How do you, how do you really uh, become that terrible leader that nobody wants to work for? First of all, number one, do not make a decision. Whatever you do, be as indecisive as possible. And do it under the guise of you're trying to get as much information as you can. Uh, When a subordinate comes to you and tries to get you to make a decision, remind them that there's a lot at stake here, and you need to consider every possibility before deciding on the issue. And this is really important, uh, not making a decision, because if you don't make a decision, then you can be assured that you won't make the wrong decision. You won't make a mistake if you're indecisive. So number one, don't make a decision. Number two, have a different personality every day. Every day, be somebody different. Keep your people guessing as to whether happy boss, angry boss, depressed boss, or even driven boss is going to show up this is a great way to kinda of keep your your employees off balance and and keep them in line so exhibiting a different personality every day is a great way to to make sure your people um really don't know what to expect and so that way you, you you've really got an advantage you can kinda of keep them off balance keep them in line and, and this is really a great way to be a terrible leader number three Dominate, dominate, dominate every single conversation. Communication is much better if it's one way. If one of your employees shares one of their accomplishments, make sure you one-up them with one of your spectacular accomplishments. We can't have our subordinates outshining us. And it's much better if you're the only one doing the talking and making sure that they're really working on their listening skills so dominate conversations and and don't ever forget communication always is better if it's just one way and that means you doing the talking number four only share the minimum amount of information that you can get away with we know that information is power and if you keep everything a secret then you have all the power. Uh, you don't want to share those secrets. You don't want to share things that might actually help your employees do their job better. No, 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 no. no. We have to keep those kinds of things under a wrap. Because you never, ever, ever want to lose your power over your people. So uh, just very carefully share little bits and pieces of information and you can actually reward some of your people by by letting them uh, in on the secret you can you know let them be rewarded by by sharing little pieces here and there and and of course they'll go around to the other subordinates and say, hey listen guess what the boss told me and you're' you're, you're, you're letting them in on the secret but just a little bit at a time don't share any more information. Then you have to. Well don't go away, we'll be right back. I wanted to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, When the Future Ended. Now normally when I'm talking about these kinds of subjects I'll typically use a resource highlight from one of my nonfiction books. But this one, listen, I'm just so excited because this was my very first novel. It's part of the Zombie Terror War series. And I'm just so excited because it's done so, so very well. I'd never written fiction before. This was my first novel, and it's already garnered over a hundred and twenty. Reviews or ratings. Now that may not sound like a lot, but when people take the time to either write a review or or actually to rate it, um, that says the book made an impression on them. And I think it's one. It's four point four or four point five out of five stars, which is really really good. This is way 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 above average on Amazon, and so. This is just something, like I say, I've just got to admit, I'm kind of proud of it, and I wanted to share it with you. Um, click on the link. You can read the first chapter or so for free. But it's good to have some entertainment reading along with the, you know, leadership stuff, management stuff, or, or other nonfiction that you like to read. And uh, it's a great series. All six books are just dynamite. I think you'd really enjoy it. Everybody loves the characters. They love the story. And uh, even if zombies aren't your thing, I encourage you to check this one out. I got a little bit of a different slant on it, and I think you'll enjoy it. So pick up your copy today, When the Future Ended. Well, all right, we're talking about keys to being a terrible leader. And we're going to pick up here with number five. We'll do a recap at the end. Number five is when you give assignments or delegate tasks, make sure you tell your subordinate exactly how to do the job, especially if they're really experienced and should know what they're doing. Um, We want to make sure that they do it the way that you want it done. Even if they think they have a better way to do it, make sure they do it the way that you would have it done. We can't have our people thinking too much for themselves. We can't have our people trying to outshine us with their own good ideas. So when you give an assignment, you tell them how to do it, and you make sure they do it exactly the way that you want it done. Number six Oh, this is a big one. If you really want to be a terrible leader, make sure you do not learn anything about your subordinates or teammates' personal lives. You don't want any personal details. You don't want to know whether they're married or not. You don't want to know if they have kids. You don't know what want to know what their outside interests are. You don't want to know any of that stuff. All that's important is how hard they work and how well they do their job. Uh, the last thing that you would want to know is to uh, what anything about your subordinates, and you sure don't want to know the people that are working for you. The only thing that matters is that they come to work on time and they get the job done. Do not learn anything personal about your teammates' lives. Number seven. It's another biggie. If you really want to be a terrible leader, take all the credit and deflect all the blame for your subordinate's work. If your team accomplishes their sales goal, make sure you tell your boss how you made it happen. Now, of course, if your team misses the goal, you need to let the boss know what a bunch of worthless people you have working for you. But always make sure that you take all the credit and deflect all the blame. And if, if you really uh, want, want to do this right, if you want to even intensify this, make sure you you, you point it out in public, you know, which ones let you down. Um, that's a great way to be a terrible leader. And then the last one, how to be a terrible leader. If you have to correct or coach one of your team members, make sure you do it in public so that everyone can hear it. Yeah, I know, it might be a little bit embarrassing for the person, but if everyone else hears you getting on to them in public, they're much less likely to make the same mistake. So you can do it in your office with the door open, or you can walk around to their cubicle and do it so that everybody can hear it But uh, make sure that you make a production out of it so that they can can not only be corrected, but everybody else will hear the correction as well. I mean, there's no sense in having to repeat that um, chewing out. If you can do it one time, that's going to keep everybody else from making the same mistake. All right, let's recap here. Looked at eight things, eight keys on being a terrible leader. Number one, don't make a decision. Number two, have a different personality every day. Number three, dominate every conversation. Communication is much better if it's just one way. Number four, only share the minimum amount of information that you can get away with. Number five, when you give assignments or delegate tasks, make sure you tell them exactly how to do the job. Uh, Do not learn anything about your subordinates personal lives. Number seven, take all the credit and deflect all the blame for your subordinates' work. And then the last one, number eight, if you have to correct or coach one of your team members, make sure you do it in public so that everyone can hear it. And if you do these things, I promise you will be a terrible leader. Now, obviously, we're having a little fun with this, and in reality... To be a really, really good leader, to be the kind of person that people want to work with and work for, essentially you want to do the opposite of each of the things that we just talked about. And so I would encourage you, nobody wants to be a terrible leader, but the reality is there are plenty of them out there. I've been around them. I've worked for them. Um. I've worked next to them, uh, you know, where, where they're on the same level as I was, and you just feel so sorry for their people, um, and your people are so grateful that, that you're not like that, but, but the reality is there are so many of these folks out there, but you don't have to be one of them. You can be an incredible leader by just taking each of these things, flipping them around, and then applying them in your life. Well, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope this kind of gave you a smile. And, uh, you know, if you work for one of these terrible leaders, you might want to just forward this to them anonymously, of course. Don't let them know where it came from. Maybe it will help them as well. Well, I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspella.com. Leave a question or comment. Uh, so that we can stay in touch. Make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter and uh, we can uh, keep the conversation going. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and we will see you next week on Leading.